He's literally pouring a pint. All right, how long gone? Uh, we're here. It's it's show day. Our brains are a little scrambled from back to back press appointments. Thanks to our friends at Purple PR. Um, mm-hmm. We were outside this morning. Uh, our golden ha- handcuffs of Purple PR. <laughs> we absolutely love the press. We absolutely love the press. Um, it's we've been locked in the standard London talking about ourselves for forty eight <laughs> hours straight. All I've seen is rain from a sixth floor window. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had a pretty good time, I have to say. I mean, everybody's been quite pleasant. You, it's it's hard to complain about different people who are nice <laughs> taking nice photos of you and yes. then asking you questions about your success. It's true. Even if you are tired, I mean, the only time I've left this hotel twice. And both times it's to go to dinner and then go outside and be like, Ooh, and then yeah. go home. I mean, I um, and then I watch Big Bang Theory all day. <laughs> Turn on the tape. Actually, last night I was very blessed because as I was flipping through the the British channels, past you know shows it's I don't like rec- to pronounce channels, but go ahead. <laughs> it's, I believe the, the the our friends over at ITV were airing Below Deck. Thank God. So it was like I was just, it was it was like being at home. <sighs> That's a saucy little program. I was cuddled up in the bed here at the Standard. I had my large Fiji water next to me. I had Bravo on the screen. It's 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 like Good home with you, better Chris. accents and worse weather. Better accents, worse weather, and no ball and chain nagging you. Am I right, <laughs> fellas? Fellas, I didn't get to crack a Mexican lager. So or I guess ladies, I, ladies can have balls and chains too. I think ladies actually have more balls and chains. Than, <laughs> That's a whole other podcast, brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a doozy of a trip so far, and, and finally we get to leave the hotel tonight um, to to touch the stage at Five Carlos Place, and I feel like we're relatively the only Carlos I've ever met in London. <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> <laughs> the only he's the the second Carlos I met after the after I did one bump with the bass player of Interpol in two thousand five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing a live podcast in a multi purpose event space retail. It's a beautiful. I've been. It's 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 a multi floor townhouse. A multi floor townhouse. Yeah, literally. I, I've been before to to do. Um, a look around like I, where the queen lives i would say it's a little smaller than that um less corgis Rest i believe pieces am i right fellas? i believe but i don't i'm not totally sure mm-hmm. um i'm but, having a british water it's called buxton <laughs> <laughs> and it says the funny thing is it's one liter mm. and since they call flat water still here mm-hmm. It says it literally says still ill because one liter is just uh, an uh, an i and an l bro hold on do you think that's where it comes from? I drink still <laughs> ill. Do you um, think? Are you playing some more? Is there some Morrissey on the playlist tonight? Yeah, of course. Okay. And also on the uh, this is the last where I'm just dragging material out of reading a water bottle. But on, on the American water bottle, it'll show the nutritional information mm-hmm. where it shows you all the good and bad things inside of a product. Mm-hmm. Instead of nutritional information here, it's called typical analyses. I mean that's that's cooler, much cooler, much cooler. It's uh, a little more vague, which is odd because the English invented English. But hey, who am I to judge? When you, when you look at it like that, it really is eye opening. Yeah, I was I was cuddled up last night watching watching the best show on television. Jason um, mm-hmm. was able to leave the hotel, I believe, to have have a meal that kind of. I took my bird out for a belated B day at Braun. 
I didn't mean for that to have be all bees. But uh I feel like some stuff happened that we talked about a little bit this morning when I was still a little bleary-eyed when I was in the oh, really? green floor standard gym at 6 a.m. with the other freaks. I mean, I don't... I feel bad. I mean, I guess whatever. We're already here now. You mean you mean about... Well, it's your fault for mentioning the restaurant's name. I was saying we don't have to do that. <laughs> Dumbass. That's on you. I literally said before we started, we don't have to mention the restaurant's name. You were like, okay. Well, our f- our friends over. You can at, you can bleep it out. I don't have time to bleep. We're <laughs> we're past it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know, but I mean, I mean, look, I don't give a shit. I, I don't go to restaurants. Don't, I know you don't care. I mean, it's it's a tough thing to go to a restaurant and and send a dish back in a respectful way. No, I think that's something actually interesting. Is because I would never send a dish back. I would rather not eat it or choke it down i don't know why mm-hmm. i know people think i'm a monster but i couldn't do it right um and who's the real monster now well obviously you but i think that there's something to be said about um someone that has your knowledge of the space mm-hmm. being able to do it in a way that feels a little better than me who comes off if i were to do it it would just be like the asshole at table 12 so this didn't taste good you know <laughs> i don't know if i have the vocabulary and maybe the the uh I don't know. I just don't know what I could say to ease that blow. I think that it's a difference between like, did did this dish not end up being what you were hoping it was going to be? Sure. Versus, was there an error on mm. their part? Of course, that yeah. Made you n- not able to enjoy the dish, and if so, then I think it's fair game. I think it's fair game too. I think it's still like a, a, a but it's a hurdle that most people are not able to overcome. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say it's still a situation where it's like you have to like you uh, even knowing the difference between those two things. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is a mistake versus I just don't like it. I don't know if I could even tell <laughs> depending on what it is. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if I could tell. Well, and, and also another preface, which is something that's important about about honesty, is when. When everything is great, then you have no idea whether or not it actually is great. Like you have to say, you have to show somebody like this was good, this was bad, just so you have a barometer or you have a spectrum of like, well, you're being honest about this because you were being mm. honest about that. When, when you're just like, oh, it all sucked or like yeah. everything was great. It was so awesome. Then you're like, are you just, are yeah. you lying Most, to me or not? I would say nine times out of 10, both of those statements are not true like you ha- yeah you, you have to reveal the good and the bad so the person knows that they can trust you as an honest person that's why i prefer to go to restaurants that are just kind of mid uh-huh. that way that neither of those things have to be discussed <laughs> at all and mid feels even more honest so you walk into nando's and they're like <laughs> we made some pretty bad food and you probably thought it was okay right and you're like yeah that's the that's the contract i have <laughs> with the dining establishment so now the issues that you had last night um, I know one was texture based. Yeah. And that you, you said that the flavors were immaculate, but the texture threw you off to the point where it was tough to enjoy. It was it was a chicken liver pate, which is, you know, it's risky business any way you slice it because it can be a, a polarizing dish. Mm-hmm. But they, they said the way they did it involved dehydrating the liver, I believe, and then reconstituting it with, with red wine, mm-hmm. if I am not mistaken. Which sounds like an interesting idea, mm-hmm. um, but I think it yielded a final product that had uh, an off-putting like a mouthfeel. Yeah, 
um, as well as the temperature being a little too cold. For, well, this is what I was asking earlier. As a person who's never had pate in my um, sheltered life, mm-hmm. I just assumed it to be room temp. It's a room tempy. So I was right. That's okay. I'm pretty yeah. proud of myself for guessing. Usually correctly. room temp. Um, you know, it could have a little chill to it, but sure. you don't want it to be cold. No, no, no. But it, it was odd because maybe you know. I like the idea of playing around with temperatures and textures. For dessert, we had a, a rice pudding that kind of looked like a cold bowl of porridge, maybe with mm-hmm. some some rhubarb on there. Mm-hmm. And to our delight, it was it was pleasantly warm and one of the best dishes I've had in in a while. Like really, Carolyn and I were floored and, by rice pudding. And you're not really a. I know you. I know that you love to hang out at Nolita Dirtbag's favorite rice to riches in Soho, um, but so I'm surprised yeah, that well, this kind of topped that. The I'm, rice pudding in London, uh, it's not for money laundering the way rice to riches <laughs> oh, is. So you're saying you have a problem with money laundering? No, just when the Saudis do it in my homeland. Okay, so you're saying it's if, if, the, if the rice pudding is good, then money laundering is fine, but if the rice pudding is bad, then we're taking a look under the counter. Yeah, I mean, it's their fault. I hate to look under the hood, but you made me do it. You know, it's like if I if I'm a good police officer and mm-hmm. you uh, you know you run a stop sign right in front of me, it's like on principle, like, I I, I don't want to pull yeah. you over, but I got no, to. no. I know what you mean. Like I don't want to do this. Who could do? Who can handle this much paperwork for such a small offense? Sure. But you had the gonads mm-hmm. to roll the stop sign in front of me. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to light you up. Yes. So I'm I'm lighting them up a little bit and. And they were, I was obviously very apologetic and our server who was lovely said, you know, you're not the first person to mention something like this. It is a little bit of an experimental Mm. preparation. That's not for everyone. No hard feelings, blah, blah, blah. And I, I tipped like 50% on the bill. Like I, I made sure to give him a nice big, t- which tipping doesn't happen here in Europe. Tipping at all. doesn't happen here. You mean in TJ's life or do you mean? No, in London oh, town, no, in, in Europe. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm the, the thought of you well, t- in my life too. The thought of you tipping 50% anywhere is obviously only because of you had such guilt. Well, let's say 40. Okay. But- <laughs> the server's gonna call in actually let's do the math here all right so a 40 percent tip on a meal where you sent two dishes back with the rice pudding knocked your socks off Mm -hmm. do you think this was a a tip riddled with guilt like do you think that it would have been a normal tip well it was doubled it it was half guilt and half like i loved our server and as well as the person who seemed to be running the show yeah. a gm or a floor manager like it was a good experience overall. i think his name was ian i think it was a guy called ian <laughs> so it was a good experience overall oh a, a beautiful experience but then and then the other dish it was just it was like a braised ox cheek uh and it was served with a butter knife which is sort of like this uh that's alluding, alluding that they're 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 assuming that the it's it's gonna be so tender it's gonna be falling off the cheekbone you're 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 cutting <laughs> through it like a warm butter yeah, like when you get a, a, a braised short rib or mm. an osobuco or something mm. like that, where it's so tender and what braised. is a, what is osobuco actually? I don't know. Uh, it's like a, a shank bone, okay. like a veal shank or a lamb shank bone. Um, so it's a particular kind of shank bone. It can be from a different animal. Um, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I think maybe it is a just like a a beef shank. Okay. okay like okay. a a part of the femur okay where it's a little bit more of a tougher chunk of meat sorry i don't mean to put you in the spot a lot of tendons but this it, is a it question requires i've a actually had okay good um but it just I, and i was like you know like 
some of like half of the half of it was very good and you were able to cut it with a yeah. knife and the flavor was amazing. Carolyn said it was very similar to the flavors of pho. There's some charred mm. onion or shallot mixed in with some beautiful watercress. The Brits love cress and as mm. as do I. It was a really delicious dish but then kind of the center of it was uh you couldn't use that butter knife. Sure. You, you needed something more like a scalpel. But is the but does that mean the did it did the flavor not was it not as good as well, or was it more just like I need a different knife? It was yeah, yeah. The flavor was sensational. It was just sometimes you get a bad braise, and I told the server there, and every everyone that worked there was like, uh, like knew a lot about food and seemed to cook themselves, and they knew a lot about everything. They're very well informed, and I was like, look, I get it. Sometimes I get a, the last time I braised, I had a bad braise. So you're saying, <laughs> okay, so you're saying and then my server was like, the last time I had a, uh, last time I braised, it was a great braise, but the time before was a bad braise. She said okay. that. Okay, so you're saying that you were able to relate with the staff over braising issues. That's right. That all of us who braise could stumble upon a good braise or a bad braise, d depending on the day of the week. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the fault of the chef. Mm. It could be the fault of the oxen where this cheek come from. Maybe mm. they didn't have... They had too much buckle fat removed from the cheek. I understand. And you need some fat in there. Or I assume we were talking about cheeks. We were talking about the other ones. You know what I'm saying? Like clap those Oh, cheeks. Christopher. No, no, But no, I, no. I'm sorry. I'm so uneducated when it comes to food. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you recovered and that you're able to speak about it. And you seem, you seem like you've come to terms with the fact that you um, were able to kind of uh, buy off the restaurant with a tip so that you've kind of uh, you're living guilt free. Well, I mean, I don't really feel guilt in in sending a dish back as oh, long as you, you have a good reason. To. I don't think you should feel guilty. I just think for some reason that is a bridge too far. I know I for know. me. And also, it was so awesome because at the end, like we went to St. John, and I was like, "Oh hi, Jason for seven seven p.m." and the, and the guy was like, "Oh, Stuart." And I was like, oh, you're on top of it. You didn't even have to look at the iPad. And he's like, I listen to the podcast. And you were there. And, uh, and that was the first person that we saw. Once we entered London, mm -hmm. checked into our hotel, rocked up to dinner after hitting the tube in the channel. And it was uh, the first face that you spoke to was somebody that knew you. What yeah, great that's great. Feeling. I noticed that, but I didn't notice any, any of that reflected on the bill. Oh, first first round of bubbles on them, Chris. I okay. I didn't. I didn't reckon. I okay. Well, I didn't have any of that, so I'm not really. The fact that the the Madelines were full charge is an interesting. I think your water with gas may have been removed from the check. Don't worry. I didn't have any water with gas either, <laughs> so I don't know what happened here. Chris, I'm feeling slighted once again. <laughs> the God is out to get me in this fucking. You, it's like meeting a. It's like dating a drug dealer when you're sober. What's the fucking <laughs> point? <laughs> I mean, he's pretty hot, but I mean, it was kind of a free. You want thing. you want anything for the weekend? You're like, no, man, I don't eat. So, and then and then uh, after we finished our lovely meal, and it was a really lovely meal, really really cute restaurant, great mood lighting, amazing wines. He came. Had you over, been before or no? Never been before. Oh, no. I thought you'd been. Before. It came highly recommended from a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Claire Patak was one of them. Really cute neighborhood spot. They said uh, Alexa has her, her flat right around the corner. She pops by. Mm. Really good, but it was like one of those things where like they were excited to show us wines. They'll bring three bottles over, tell a story, and God, like, nothing is more annoying high, than that. Low in the media. <laughs> nothing is more annoying than that. It was so it was so nice, and 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 at the end, he was like, "Hey, just to let you know, you know, we took the stuff off the bill that you had an issue with, and you know, comp some wine um, because you have a very lovely podcast." Just wanted <laughs> to say thank you for coming in, and 
Just so nice, which is why I do feel bad mentioning the name. But if you are in London, go to Braun. It is quite good and quite enjoyable. And well, special. I went to I went to one of my favorite uh, old school. One of the f- like when I came to London for the first time, I went to uh, this restaurant that's called uh, Mildred's mm. in Soho. It's like an old school kind of like '90s vegetarian restaurant. Oh yeah, and I noticed they had one here close to close to the hotel, so I went there today for lunch. Um and uh, nothing was taken off the bill. Nothing with no one. So they love the podcast. So you know, I paid down there I, at Mildred's. They didn't know you. No, I, I went to <laughs> Mildred's and they didn't know me. But I did have a lovely no shit uh, noodles with some mushrooms and tempeh. It was it was delicious. Oh wow! I'm having a culinary experience in London as well, Jason. It's you, not just you. You know what I had for lunch? This beer. Well, beer is luckily filling. And, it is, and I know that you're trying to get. I had fruit for breakfast beer for lunch for dinner i will i guess have tray past canapes i would imagine i mean we could order you a couple of slices up to the after party when you're on the deck slices of what uh (laughs) i'm sure we could get dominoes god damn it or there's burger king right across the way as you know (sighs) yeah that's exactly what i need before a marathon dj said is a fucking whopper <laughs> some chicken fries no i think it should be during i think during i'm saying not before i think before would be a mistake dear god i, I think- can't i'm gonna wipe my chicken fry grease on the <laughs> valentino um we- but, but it was weird like when i was it, it was so funny when we were at dinner at Braun. it was like the environment was so warm and relaxing and it reminded me of when, when the last time i was in in italy carolyn and i went to sicily and we were we were in Catania the last night because we were flying back home. Which I, I thought that, that sounds like an ice skater. You're saying that's a city. Catania? Yeah. Catania, Sicily. Catania has an amazing triple axel. She actually competed for Russia last year. She's Slovenia's star <laughs> skater. She's been kind of bubbling in the underground for years, but she finally broke through and made the made the team this year. Catania, she may have been trafficked. Um, but we're in Catania. We're in we're eating in this beef beef place like in in this part of like a beef a beef only or just beef forward very beef forward like somewhere between a steakhouse and like a sicilian i don't know like they they really um covet beef in certain parts of italy like florence like the mm. steak florentine oh, okay sure they're really proud of their specific beef and the quality of it and the same over here in, in you Catania. Mean, you mean you're saying that it's like they grow it they cook it. They sell it. Yeah, it's kind of like the Italian Wagyu beef or Kobe oh, okay, beef okay, okay. or whatever. You know, like in America, it's like Snake River Farms mm-hmm. beef. And you're like, oh, that sounds of good. Of course. No, Snake River is one of the best. If purveyors. the cows live next to snakes in a river, oh, it's going to taste so <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a recipe for success. And then you go into the store and look at it and you're like, oh, this marbling is delicious. Uh, the marbles all the way through it. Every bite's going to be yummy. But we were in this restaurant, and they had is where they have like the they're dry aging the beef in the refrigerators at the dining table. It's a whole thing. It's funky and stinky, and we're eating it. But it was just the two of us eating dinner at like five thirty p.m. And this is in Italy. This is in Sicil- Sicilia, in Sicily, and we had our super early flight, so we had an early dinner, and it was just the two of us in this restaurant. And we're just drinking like cheap table wine and eating a steak. And for some reason, we just had, it's like this weird emotional barrier breaks down. 
and I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm on the verge of crying and I feel like opening up about all this stuff. And the same thing happened last night. It was so like this. Bro, some- are you good? Is this what happens when you have a, an accidental tree talks? <laughs> Damn, that is one through line that one should be considering. You got to keep smoking to keep those emotions inside, bro. Because if I if I'm your chick and you start crying at the beef restaurant, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be worried about you. This motherfucker crying at the beef shack. <laughs> no, I mean I'm saying that's that's but not. But it, it was. It, what do you think it is? Is the emotional release of the food or the environment? Well, you run. You may run from emotions, whereas I run to it. Like OJ Simpson, I don't, Simpson. Run, from, I don't you, run from you emotions. Run, I'm OJ Simpson on the field. You're OJ Simpson in the Bronco. <laughs> I see two people, two nose guards coming at me. I go run straight through them, knock them out, hit them with the the, the straight arm, the stiff arm. Jason, for for the listeners at home, Jason's laying on a couch, but also trying to do the Heisman Trophy pose. Um, and he did. He looked pretty good. Yeah, uh, I, no, I no, can I Heisman horizontal, bitch. I, this, I call this one the horizontal Heisman. <laughs> hit it from the bike and the side. Okay, so um, but there's something about like just my girlfriend and I, fiance and I, talking, drinking wine, you know, strangers in a strange faraway land. Sure, you know, it's a. It's 5 a.m. where we are, where, where, where we live. You know, the time zones are all different. The sleep schedule is different. It's like this perfect storm of ingredients that happens to where we just start talking about family and life and childhood and our relationships with our mother. And this is disgusting. Father I don't, or whatever. You, know, you think you know somebody, guys? <laughs> like, you think you know. This is my business. We're, we're connected. Um, financially you mm-hmm. know this kind of stuff scares me because it makes me think you're a little bit less kind of on the rails than i once thought and as a person who's invested in your uh success and career i don't know if you should be sharing that you're kind of unstable with- oh i don't think i'm unstable i th- so you you're saying i'm off the rails which would maybe dictate that i'm a train that's driving on a dirt road instead of a track but i'm saying i've taken a different railroad track that your third eye is unable to see or navigate to. You come, you know, when you're at the fork in the road meme, where you can go left sure, or you or can exit. Swerve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, in your mind, it, there is no exit. And I'm my, in my mind, I'm like, I have the option of going this way or that way. I just, I'm. <laughs> you don't even have the option. All I'm. <laughs> you're in the carpool lane, and there's a, a a police officer behind you. If you merge out of the carpool lane over a double yellow, he's lighting me up. Beep. <laughs> I don't. No, no, sh- sure, that's fine. I just don't. <laughs> I, I just don't. I guess when I, I mean, I'm often in similar situations to you, and all I can think about is this food is mid. Mm-hmm. Where's the gym? What time does my flight entry leave? level elementary emotions? I understand. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm dealing with. So you're saying, hold on, but you're saying <laughs> you're saying this. You just painted this picture of you crying in Italy over a plate of beef. <laughs> And now you're saying you had a similar feeling mm-hmm. last night here in London, mm-hmm. but this was obviously a more sophisticated kind of like dining experience. I yeah, imagine. yeah, yeah. Because in in Sicily, it was just the two of us in an empty restaurant. Sure. And there's something so yeah. poetic about it's that. like that Aziz on Sorry show. I get it. <laughs> you mean nobody watched it? I mean, no one was there to watch. It? <laughs> no, no, people watch that Wait, show. Wait, what show? It's not his stand-up special. Uh, the the show oh, where they're in Italy oh, with oh, Warheim. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, modern romance, something like that. Yeah, that's the book. I don't fucking know. The yeah, I love that. Like his life's work and the best thing he's done is like 
that one time you and Warheim, big guy in little car, remember that? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was pretty funny. It's like calling Schindler's List, like that one movie about the the one guy that <laughs> the, did the bad. Oh thing. no, it's the movie about the bad stuff. It's the bad, the bad movie, but it's good movie. Good though, the um, movie, great movie. Um, so you're saying that you're saying, but, but when I, yeah, there's something of I don't know what it what it is. I mean, it's but just when her and I are in this faraway land and we're drinking a little bit of wine. And you like, you have a different conversation than you normally have yeah, when that's you're just probably at true. home. And the world's ills are not beating down your door in the same way they might be over there in Glendale. Yeah. The tax man's not there. The property tax man's not there. Don't get me sorry. And also the gas bill this month oh, in Glendale. God. It's through the roof. They warned us mm-hmm. it's so high. So you're saying you left your ills and worries back in Los Angeles. And when you're in London and you're at dinner and you're maybe you're a little bit groggy and foggy from yeah. the jet lag i'm groggy and foggy your your emotions begin to erupt in ways they might not normally yeah i'm could be on the good side of things because there's a lot of wildly flat uh oscillating emotions good mm-hmm. and bad you're like oscillating wildly you say i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you're you're like wow this is crazy i'm in london i'm at this cool restaurant that's really sick and this guy is showing me these rare wines and the distributor of these rare wines is sitting at the next table over and you got to try this. It's made out of these old figs and this prune thing and blah, blah, blah. So, so you got two so white guys that won't <laughs> shut up. That's actually the name of this podcast. How long gone? Two white guys that won't <laughs> shut up. So there's like all these good, cool things happening that are exciting. But then I'm also feeling vulnerable because you and I love to be at home with our safe space, with our like, I love to be in my house where everything that I need is there. Sure. I can go to the, my Whole Foods and my gym and all the stuff I need is, I don't have to think about it. And all uh, that combination of those good and bad things happening sort of break down the walls. Another great, wow. Jason's really Youth on his today shit. voice. Break down the walls! <laughs> they sort of break down my walls in a different way that uh, uh, that I'm normally used to breaking down and... It just the waterworks come on. It's like when you're watching Sex in the City Abu Dhabi on the mm-hmm. airplane, and mm-hmm. you're like, "I know I've seen this 17 times." This shouldn't but, do this to me, but it does. But here I go. That's interesting. Maybe I'll try that on Saturday when I'm like walking into Selfridges and the rights the Smiths comes on. Maybe I'll feel the same kind of thing. Fuck Selfridges. Maybe I'll matchesfashion.com. <laughs> Maybe I'll feel the same kind of emotions. I don't know if that I know what you mean though. I think traveling that's the whole point. That's what it's supposed to do to some mm-hmm, extent. Mm-hmm. I I don't that doesn't happen to me. <clears throat> but once again, I think this could have to do with what I'm consuming versus what you're consuming. That's right. You know. Yeah, you're having the rocket salad and water. And, and yeah, my I don't think that's going to really bust me open. It's not going to bust that, you wide the, open. The way that the, the Heisman might, but I mean, <laughs> this is this is what I'm left to deal with. It's okay. It's okay. You have, but you also mustn't give up on trying to find no, a way to bust it wide I'm, open. I would say I'm open to having one of those experiences. It's good. It's a good bonding. Not one of those experiences. <laughs> don't don't. No no. Do it with your chick, not me. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about some. Uh, stories that have been happening in the homeland while we've been gone okay some some stateside news some stateside news i mean just a few things that i've seen going on one i sent you right before but there's <sighs> there's photos now mm-hmm. out there showing um not friend of the show mm-hmm. eric andre uh-huh. <laughs> in a in a beach side embrace a beachside embrace with with Emily Ratajkowski. Mm-hmm. They I, seem to be kissing. 
Yeah, I'm looking at this pick now. He's shirtless. Luckily, it's a good angle for him. Well, yeah, the he knew to hide behind the chaise lounge yeah. to cover up that man titty. He, he put the book in the right place. So Radikowski seems to be wearing a Green Bay Packers gardening hat. She's just a regular down-to-earth chick. And he is wearing nothing. It's this Eric Andre, you son of a bitch, man. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, good for fucking you. I can't. Yeah, you know. Speaking of emotions, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's we've gone from anger and disdain to now like, all right, you know what? You take this one, bro. Because you know people were quick to remind us that he also uh, dated. Rosario yeah. Dawson, mm-hmm. and that is Rosario strong. Dawson, bad as hell. It's it's so he does have a more of a track record, um, because you know Radikowski was checking for that. Yeah, he's he's been vetted. Yeah, if he if he was if he, if his whole track record was fucking <laughs> chicks from Groundlings, I don't I don't think. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you go you go to the Bentley dealership and you're like, I'd like to test drive that silver spur over there, and you're like. You ever you know how to handle one? Yeah. They look out, they peer out, and they see your Civic in the in the parking lot. They're like, I don't. I, not if, there's, today. if there's a Rolly in the parking lot instead of a Honda Civic, they'll be like, All right, well, we you can, know how to. We you've been you, down this road before. You know how to handle a thoroughbred. You know how to handle a thoroughbred. I mean, because what what interests me is what Eric Andre brings to the table. His hero feature has to be sense of humor, right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, she might even have more money than him. Possibly. Oh, oh. for sure. I don't know. Yeah. He might have some low-key income streams. We don't know. He does. I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely... He's done well. He's done well. He's He has money. I've been to his crib. It's nice. It's in a good neighborhood. He's doing just fine. He, it's in a good neighborhood. You've been to Echo Park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, does he have a pool? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he has a. I don't remember a pool. I remember a good view. This was a few years ago. No he, pool. He, he could have changed. He could have upgraded. He could have moved house. Um, but uh, but obvi- and obviously, sense of humor can take you quite far in the world of yeah, look, uh, look at you having sex with people. Yeah, look at you. You'd be a virgin if you weren't funny. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I look better than Eric Andre. We can all agree. I mean, Eric Andre would agree with that. I- he would agree with it because he knows that being self-deprecating will get him even more pussy. <sighs> See, think about that. Damn. So it's basically <laughs> like because, because, because the world it's so it's like one chromosome off, like the world of self-deprecation versus the world of just like I don't know, being deprecated. Like there's some it's like one little switch that you turn. To, to turn it on and he has that gift yeah no, because I mean, there's so many people who are as funny as he is who look as good i mean if i don't, not better I don't think the him. guy is funny at all <laughs> that I don't, i've never seen him be funny one time i mean obviously he is because I, people like him i w- i went to see him play live at, at the echoplex it was a long time ago when he was doing his like the eric andre show yeah. on tv truly is there's some utterly hilarious moments like insanity level absurd shit where i have to hand it off to it's not my brand it's absolutely not your brand it's not even my brand but i saw him play live and when he played live it was gg allen level theatrics like the energy he puts into it the devotion how much he sacrifices his body and mind to put on a good show on the stage at the echo play it was the sickest thing i mean truly hands so like 
they were like Eric Andre and the crowd's laughing. It's like a, a venue with maybe like 600 people in yeah. it standing room only and he runs out of like the back door. I've told the story before probably and he goes by the merch booth that he's selling his own merch rips all the merch booth down smashes the table destroys all of his merch runs to the back of the venue where there's a bar the entire length of the wall the back of the venue is a bar arm on the bar knocks slides over and knocks over every single drink on the bar like when people are about to have sex in an office and you move all the papers out of the <laughs> yeah. way knocks, with benefits the movie runs through the crowd pushing women on the floor smashing everyone's drink in their hands smashing it on the ground running through the middle of the crowd jumping on stage and then just like pouring gallons of milk on the heads of people like it was pure destruction, and I loved it. See, I don't think that's funny. I think How that's, does that get you, Emily Ratajkowski? That's a great question. I think that's just kind of stupid. I mean, I appreciate the commitment, but like, if I if I pay thirty dollars, but if I see if I pay thirty dollars to Eric Andre and he pours milk on me, <laughs> I'm gonna punch him in the face. But his fans want that, you know. Well, and that says a lot about his fans. The same way, if you're a Gigi Allen fan, or you go to see some like black metal band, and they're like, "All right, now I'm gonna pull out a live pig on stage." Sure, I'm gonna shoot him in the head with a shotgun. I would argue that, and that's, then pour w- his blood on you. I would argue that they're that, like, "Yes, this is great." But that's what you—that's the the contract you've entered into when you go see Gigi Allen. When you go see a comedian, unless it's fucking, uh, <laughs> unless it's fucking what's his Gallagher? name Gallagher, unless R.I.P. Gallagher. Mm-hmm. The, or carrot top doesn't. Yo, carrot- Gallagher, he's a blueprint though, yeah. for real. <laughs> for real, for real. That's OG. <laughs> that's big. That's big, bro. <laughs> Yo, um, RP, um. I, I Do you just, think Gallagher's grave has a watermelon on it right now, just cause at all times? If it doesn't, we should go put one on. I wonder where he's buried. You think he's buried in LA, Milwaukee, or something? No, shit? no, I feel like he's buried like outside of Vegas somewhere. Oof, so the watermelon would. There's, there's the, there's the Jim Morrison grave where people put stuff there right like there's a most great i mean a lot of graves like yeah but certain certain specific graves have certain specific things sure like there's that one i think it's in france or something where there's a guy where it's like his body laying down and women will often yes hop on top and yeah, straddle yeah. Yes, his, yes, yes. his penis area and take a photo <laughs> of it or like simulate yeah. sex with this grave that's normal right guys <laughs> What I it's like what people do there. No, I yeah, no, I, you're right. I'm sure Gallagher if there's not always a watermelon there, I imagine it has to be weather related. They like the watermelon will not survive long enough. Mm. But I mean, the other would you especially now, if, if it's organic. If you were going to take a watermelon to Gallagher's grave, mm-hmm. are you going full? Are you going cut? Are we going slice, <laughs> cubed? Like what do we What you do you gotta think? Go full. I agree. I agree. But it, but I'm saying he ain't getting that Japanese square one. That one cost me a hundred quid. I mean, I would. I think for Gallagher, I, that's what I would want to do. Mm. Or maybe I mean, you, you are such be, a fan. Too. You know, what would be nice, Jason, if we went to Gallagher's grave and we kind of ceremoniously sliced the watermelon in front of him. Sliced it or smash it with a sledgy. Slash it in half. Mm-hmm. Both of us get half sledge at the same time. Damn. This this sounds like what happened at Gallagher's divorce. 
his, you know that divorce, uh, that, that photo where the two couples are diving beanie up babies? their beanie babies? <laughs> it's like it's water. It's a watermelon. <laughs> it's just watermelon. Just cubed watermelon <laughs> from Erewhon. They cut a giant watermelon in half and put it on the fucking defendant's table. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Carolyn and I get divorced, it's going to be us sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor of the Beverly Hills courthouse. <laughs> divvying up I'm like no that's my liquid IV I bought that <laughs> well yeah what's well, that's our shared card but yeah, I, you had more than I did I, I I told you guys to hire a mediator I told you you needed a mediator the, the spice breaking, rack breaking is gonna, all the Xanax bars in half the spice rack is going to take six months at this rate the gavel comes out okay I've, I've made my decision for every bar of Xanax Jason will get three squares out of the four and Carolyn gets one square Jason did pay for them <laughs> Uh, I, I, as the authority in the room, will be busting down the ladders myself to make sure that we don't get any errant tears. Mm -hmm. Sheriff, let's keep an eye on him, please. <laughs> Imagine a judge with a robe on and his giant hands breaking little Xanaxes to divvy up between between plaintiff mm -hmm. and defendant. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. And I'm over the shoulder. Don't be licking those fingers either. I don't don't, don't do any zanny nummies, judge. Ooh. Um. Yeah, so there's also something that I want to talk about, an anniversary that I wanted to celebrate that I was made aware of today. Okay. Um, and I I wasn't I wasn't aware. Um, but it is the tenth anniversary of the song Rude by the band Magic that you must be familiar with. Uh, Why you be so rude? You know the song you know the song? It's like a shitty song that's played at like every wedding. Okay. Well, let me pull it up on Spotify. Punt. You you would know. Spotify.co.uk. Rude. So the band is called Magic with an exclamation. That's right. So it was this it was news that this song is 10 years old? No, it was a, a former guest of the show Stephen Hyden posted Hold on, rewind. Get to the chorus. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. <laughs> you know this, right? Yeah. I want you to guess how many times rude by magic exclamation point has been streamed i'm gonna say 987 million 2.3 billion oh god god damn it <laughs> this song has been out for 10 years yeah but so magic exclamation point is doing taylor swift numbers on one song, the only song, but that that has gone down as like a classic that if you go to any corny wedding, they're playing that song at some point. Oh, no. Bro! For listeners at home, one of my loggers exploded. Chris, get me a towel. Just use that Novacek. I didn't do it on purpose. I'm sorry. Think about it, the electronics. Okay, drop it down. There we go, Chris. This this is the minutia, guys. This is the stuff that really happens when we're human. human I feel like podcasters. I'm at a waiter at Balthazar where they take the white paper off, but they move <laughs> everything off the table. Where you're like, I'm so sorry I spilled. And they're like, just just move. Just move. move. Just, you're making it worse. 
Okay, yeah. So I opened a beer and it just immediately started erupting. This is what I get for drinking shit beer in Britain. London has the worst beer compared to America. <laughs> Real ales. I'm just kidding. Every, every, every British person loves to say that America has bad beer, which I guess is probably true. But I'm drinking British beer right now and it is bad. Um, so yeah, that song, is, is it only played at weddings? Because that song, it's from that era where every song was about um, like going out, going to like this old town like we're gonna leave this old town <laughs> no i mean kind of thing it's 10 years old so mm-hmm. it's 2012 yeah but that was the era where there were so many of those like indie rock songs that also had like oh I like, know a, like a some like every band was called blank in ears you know what i mean oh lumineers like a loom like yeah where sure, it sure. has a little bit of like a dun, 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 like a little hoedown kind of beat and it might have a fiddle or a, a what's violin the, what's in the there? british one that's so famous mumford and sons yeah it's a mumford and sons it was, the, it was that era. where it's, every song is about we're gonna leave this dirty old town but and the, it's just you and me and we hate our family and our life and we're gonna leave this stinky old town but they went they went more like 311 style reggae yeah well how many streams does Amber have? That's the real question. I mean, more. It's been out for a hundred years. But not many songs are in the multi. So you're saying that the, you're saying that Magic Exclamation Point could have more streams than Amber by Three Eleven. Let me see here. How, how do I see how many fucking view artists? Amber, 183 million. Wow. Like, like, wow. Like a tenth of the plays. Okay, this is actually shocking. <laughs> Amber is such a better song. Um, I mean, one billion, per- two billion percent better. One, it's so much better. I think it's good. I don't think it's better. Oh. I think people think I think that it's one of those bands. I think 311 is one of those bands that people have decided is like kind of ironically cool. But I want to be clear: nobody does not. a cruise better than 311. They're definitely a cruise artist. <laughs> I uh, so and and the other the other thing um, that I wanted to discuss. Yeah. Besides my room smelling like fucking beer now, you sack of shit. Laga, don't worry. I'll have I'll have the maid come up. Yeah, I bet you will. Um, so half my half my loggers on the bloody table. Justin Bieber. Oh yeah. Sold his catalog for 200 million at 28 years old. Mhm. He might be the youngest person to ever ever sell it. This It's funny cuz now that you say that that song has 2.8 billion streams. I'm 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 looking at Bieber like it's 200 million low for the it's his entire publishing right yeah but the thing about this is the interesting part about doing it young is there a stipulation here well no the interesting I mean he's he starts over now you know mm, he sold them what uh, exists and he's only 28 so like he's got time to have a full kind of career so he's J.K. Rowling and he just sold Chapter One exactly of Harry Potter exactly it's really it's so it's kind of a I feel like it's genius really the, to go about it that way. Yeah, but also at this point, does Justin Bieber have any more hits left in him because he's so psychologically destroyed as a human being? I think God will bless him with the, if God blessed him with Haley Bieber. I think God could bless him with a couple more smashes. Well, that's the problem is now that God is blessing him, he's going to have 
Christian music, which is which, notoriously the worst music ever made. Yeah, but if it's made by Justin Bieber, it could still be quite profitable. It it could be profitable, but it ain't a bop. Doesn't matter. We're talking about money only. You can't get paid unless you have a bop. Unless he's what is he going to do? Do like the Christian radio market? Like no, what he, he's no, Justin what he would, Bieber. No, he would never do that. He would just make music that sounds like Justin Bieber, but the lyrics are all about God instead of like teen love but well this is this is interesting because even though he is young he's under 30 years old and he just made 200 million dollars but also i feel like justin bieber just makes 200 million dollars a year just existing like with his his deals and his endorsements and his streams and his live revenue and his merch sale i I mean obviously he's not doing 200 m a year but like he makes a shitload of money constantly, and he will until the day he dies. I bet he doesn't make as much as we think because he's such a freak and doesn't tour. He like stopped touring because of his mental health. Right. So, th- so then is he going to retire forever and just sit on his M's? Because even though he's still young, when's the last time he had a bop? Not since, if you ask me, in the eyes of DJ Them Jeans, since he was in the lab with Skrillex. That's true. I but which I do- was what. 10 years ten ago years probably i think though i think what will happen is he will have i mean he can tour forever and sell out every show no matter what yeah that's no problem i think justin bieber but also will, his you know when when his fans are like 43 they're not going to want to like buy a 500 hundred dollar ticket to a, a stadium to hear him go baby yes they baby, yes they yes, yes they do that's what you don't understand is like those kind of people are exactly who want to pay look i love justin bieber but i'm saying you go to any any like Anybody that's ever been that big can sell a tour forever. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. It doesn't matter. But now he doesn't have to because he just no. made two hundred million. But also, I mean, obviously, he loves that's to a, dance though. That's a know? shitload of money. But in twenty twenty three, not that much money. It doesn't seem like that much. I mean, money. it's a lot of money when you look at it in relation to like the other, you know, the other sales of this magnitude. Of course, like it literally is the most. Well, what I want to know, since Usher signed him originally, and he's got. I think he's got a good point split on his mm-hmm. all of his output, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What Usher's seeing from that, and does Usher have a say in that? No, because uh, he doesn't have like a controlling. But yeah, I mean, I think Usher sees something. I mean, the only thing I've seen of Usher is him at Paris Fashion Week looking like an idiot. But I think that that's probably because <laughs> he doesn't ever have to work again. I'd be dying my hair orange too, and not and, and fucking dancing around. No, no question. <laughs> no, I think that. But I think what I think what will happen with Justin Bieber is he'll have a he'll have some something will happen like something he'll he'll link up with someone mm-hmm. and have his like his his time like his Johnny Cash Rick Rubin <laughs> you know what I mean like he's so gonna, like Nine Inch Nails is gonna cover one of uh, on, Justin Bieber uh, song honestly I could I think that something like that will happen with Justin Bieber it, it'll be like like the 1975 will cover where are you now and it's gonna it's gonna light the world Introduce on it fire. To a whole new they're audience. gonna play it at the super bowl they're gonna play it at the world cup no i really do think i really do think something like that will happen it's not gonna be anytime soon he'll probably continue to put out like middle of the road like pop songs for at least 10 years mm-hmm. but i think once he is ready to do like the tell-all about his life and emotions his harry book and what he's gone through then he will be able to like monetize that I'm all for it. Unfortunately, he does have to give 10% to the church. So I hope Mosaic is kind of, <laughs> I hope Mosaic's ready to break ground on their newest location. So you saw uh, one thing you want to talk about is an article. Well, you know, it, it's, it's about, 
it was Grub Street, and it was about all of these, basically all, the rise of the obnoxious store that sells all the products from Instagram, like Fishwife and oh. the olive oils and all the mm-hmm. shit that you only see on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this. What I learned from the story is there's a um, there's like a company. I don't, I'm not. I'm forgetting the name that like is the middleman for that. Like mm-hmm. we could go on this website. You're talking about the Shoppy Shops. Yes, we could go on this website, you and I, and we're like, we're opening How Long Gone Artisanal Market in Glendale, mm-hmm. and it's just like they're the middleman, so you don't have to contact every brand yourself, and you can just buy all that shit from this one place and open your little store. It's almost. I mean, whenever I see it's, it's like. It's the same thing as um, like where the streaming wars where it's like yeah. streaming came to destroy and change the game with TVs and DVDs and eventually it just goes back to Netflix has commercials now and you have to pay for every channel and it's the same thing as cable. Is this the same thing as like, okay, we have brick and mortar stores. Now you can go online. You can go on Instagram and you can buy these DTC tinned sardines and now it's like, well... Now there's stores that you buy them. Yes. And you go through a distributor, yeah. so it's like it's in the store. And on, so instead of going from the store to Instagram, it goes from the Instagram to the store. So should I buy my flyby Jing at Wine and Eggs, or should I buy it online? Should I watch Marriage Story <laughs> in the theater when it's there for two weeks, or should I wait till it's on Netflix? These are the questions that are hard for us and that we have to answer. But I just think that these products. Back in my day, it was just Trader Joe's would see a product and be like, "Cool." I'm, I'm going to change the label, steal it, and it's going to cost half the price, and we're done with it. Yeah. No, agreed. I mean, I think it's a little bit... But now people want to have the Fly by Jing brand on their shelf, so when the girlies come over for wine night, yeah, they go, ooh, is that chili oil? No, it's... Can I put that on my six-minute egg? It's just so... All of those products are worse... They're just like graphic designer versions of things that it's exist. Rebrand, it's just rebranded. Like specifically the olive oil one that's in the squeeze bottle, mm-hmm. like Grazia. I don't even know what it's called. But like olive oil is literally, I do not need that. Like I do not need <laughs> a graphic designer olive oil mm-hmm. that somebody got a $100 million investment for. Like it's insane to me that that's You popular. don't. And I don't, but some people do. Some people need olive oil to be fun. But I like stuff to look nice. Like, I want the, like, I like, I mean, obviously, I guess that's just an aesthetic decision at a certain point. But, Mm -hmm. like, I think it's cooler to have, like, regular olive oil from the grocery store than it is to have, like, olive oil that people are putting on Instagram and tagging. Like, I don't. Like, I don't. And and I I, I would rather, I want my money to go towards buying better olives to make the olive oil instead of having that money go towards sure. the graphic design consultancy agency <laughs> sure. with the 50 employees and the 10 rounds of revisions so the and olives, the field the testing and the seeding actually, and the influencer. I hate to say it. They're not from Italy, but we did. <laughs> we did. Look at this bottle. Look mm-hmm. at this fucking bottle. This thing's going to fly off the shelves at all. You no all- longer have to own Chugi olive oil, a product that you just put in your cabinet let's free ourselves as a, as a culture as a society let's free ourselves from all of these instagram brands like yeah. i'm not 10 fish is disgusting and one of the worst trends that's ever happened to us mm-hmm. like like some, some unless i'm in world war one yeah. i don't want it bro the fact that some well-funded like harvard graduate 
is <laughs> is making ten a homeless person food into <laughs> rich white people food. No one talks about this. No one's talking about it. It's a it's a clever rebrand. No, it's the genius. devil's playing a trick on us. But I have to say, the thought of eating that is like, do people actually think that tastes good? Let's keep it one hundred. Some people must. Yeah, I mean, people love it. I, I mean, the, the do you stuff- think? Do you think there's a world? Is there anyone in the world, mm-hmm. our in our general age demographic, that can eat a tin fish without posting a picture of it? <laughs> do you think it exists? I don't know if it does. Um. If you live on the street, then yeah. No, I'm saying, that's what I mean. I mean, I'm saying a, a, someone from a similar socioeconomic background, th- there's no, I don't think, it's like if a tree falls in the woods and right, no right, one hears right. it. Does it is any tin fish consumed if a photo isn't taken? Like, yeah, I guess there's a lot of things that fit into that category. Like, can you order a seafood tower at a restaurant and not take a photo of it? Can you go to In-N-Out and not take a picture of your double-double? Can, I mean, I'm guilty of some of this stuff, too. Of course, we all are. Can you get uh, an iced coffee where you just pour the milk in and it gets all swirly-whirly without taking a picture of it? Swirly-whirly. There's just so many so many things. Like, can you... What, what is that, that building in New York, like Hudson Yards? It's a crazy geometric shape. Or maybe it's not Hudson Yards. Yeah, the ugly Chelsea ass. Chelsea Piers yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 like, can building. you go there? there? There's so many... There's a billion things I'm in the world I'm guilty of where all this. Can't. I do all of these things. Me, too. But I think mine are cool. And I guess I guess there are people <laughs> that think posting sardines on a cracker, but these are the same kind of people that want to post the table of abundance at their house where they've spent five hundred dollars <laughs> on cheese and meat for their three friends to come over that they're not going to eat, and you just see flies buzzing around it because no one's going to fucking eat it because it's just for the picture. Have you guys tried these? These are like potato chips, but they're like truffle flavored. <laughs> it's crazy. Those pictures. I feel like we've calmed down on that, but I was like, this is so insane that people do this no one is fucking eating this no one yeah and uh, to take a page out of julia fox's book i just hate a display of wealth when there's so much homelessness going on in the world i i i hate it too especially especially when it's food related Mm -hmm. i i just but yeah i mean i think that the like and i've been to these stores before obviously you know at least wine and eggs and a few few of the other ones mentioned and it's just like it's funny to go there kind of no, those those stores to me are an extension of the ice cream museum type of shit. Yeah, where it's like I live my life on social media one thousand percent, and now my email job that I don't go to Monday through Friday is done. Saturday is here. It's time to take my rescue dog to the park, <laughs> and then I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah, whatsoever. So I w- I might as well go to a, a store to use all of my email job coins to go buy the stuff that I see on Instagram and I could touch it and yeah. I could feel it and I could smell it and I could inspect the quality of the packaging I on can it pick up, and I could take a photo of it. I can pick up two bottles of interesting wine. Mm-hmm. I can get... Based on the label only. A $26 12-pack of eggs that were grown right here in Silver Lake. <laughs> like you can afford eggs. I can, I can get... All of my uh, sauces that are designed by um, <laughs> good people. <laughs> and then I can buy some bub and grandma's, you know, loafs. And mm-hmm. I can go back to my house. And I can take a picture of all of it. And then I can go. Then I have to go to Trader Joe's to get my real groceries. Right. That's my thing. It's like this is not a. 
Well, people, you, you have think, your you have your front of house groceries yeah, and your back true. of house groceries. But I think people think it's like they're living some like European lifestyle. Like they're going to the cheesemonger and mm-hmm. the butcher shop and they're they're vegetable purveyor. I'm gonna ride my bicycle <laughs> and have a basket in the front yeah. and my dog that wears a beret sits in yeah, there. Yeah, it's like and this, I put my baguette in there and I ride to the park and I read poetry. Like this, that is not what you're doing, Chief. You're going to a place, you're getting ripped off by some other white people. And you're going home, and you th- you feel good about it. You're gonna watch Emily in Paris in your underwear, and then you're gonna boil four potatoes and cut up five pieces of salmon and go <laughs> gohar style. <laughs> It'd be cooler if they went gohar style. It would. People are so mad about gohar style. I'm like, gohar is the OG of this shit. She is she's getting paid to put out salmon and potatoes for Hermes. What the fuck are you doing, loser? It's true. It's a very good point. It's as cool as it gets. It's as cool as it gets. I have to respect it on a level of of just it's it's such an interesting thing to be like, no, no, I'm I'm doing this and mm-hmm. you're gonna pay me for it because it's good. And they're <laughs> just like, Yeah, you're right. Fuck it. The the greatest trick the devil ever it's, played it's truly, was I, serving you a I'm, boiled potato. I'm a gohar stan me for too. those reasons. Expensive, unusable products. <laughs> food that looks funny but might taste good mm-hmm. and I'll never know. What's the what's the problem? Yeah, and and food where it's like if you think this is bad, I can argue against it, and yeah. you'll lose. Well, it's also like, oh, you think this is bad? Uh, your palate just might not be there. Mm-hmm. Well, not all art is meant to be understood by everyone. <laughs> I guess everyone's not going to. Yeah, it's like understand. when I play somebody a, a Boards of Canada ten inch. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this yeah, isn't yeah. bad, and you're like, well. Your brain is not really able to understand all the frequencies like, that they create. You know the way that you really like understand baseball? Mm-hmm. Like I don't really get that. But I would expect you But it's cute for you. Yeah, it's fine. That's your thing. This is kind of more of an elevated way of thinking. How many pieces of raw unsauced <laughs> salmon could you eat? Could you eat all six pieces, Chris? I love sashimi. Yeah, but you dip the sashimi is covered in a, a lovely ponzu and some freshly grated wasabi, a little ginger, maybe some yuzu paste, maybe there's some crispy onions, maybe there's some olive oil, maybe there's some lemon. That's true. Just a raw half pound of salmon cut into six thick slices for no accoutrement. For Gohar? Yeah. I would. Mm-hmm. Out of respect for her artistry, I would choke down the raw salmon. You take the whole eight? I would take the whole eighth, bro. To, out of respect <laughs> for a fellow Grussler, I would Damn, do it. That's like the hot chick version of taking five grams of mushrooms and, and sitting in pure silence. <laughs> yes. Like one if you if you sit Indians if you sit crisscross applesauce on the floor. I have Native American in my blood, suck my dick. If you sit crisscross applesauce in a dark, silent room, yeah. void of any sensory and you have six pieces of salmon, unseasoned, unsauced. I'll get, and you have to slowly, meticulously eat them. There's potatoes too. I'll get. You will see God. I'll get mercury poisoning for Gohar. Out of respect. (laughs) Out of respect. I'd rather get mercury poisoning from a Gohar plate than from Nobu. I'll say that off top. Hell yeah, that's like saying like, yeah, I got the clap from Kate Moss. Everyone's gonna be like, boo, bro. Can I shake your hand? Well, not your hand, but can I? Can I? I'll give you an elbow bump. (laughs) I'll give you. Let's um let's fist bump if you have some gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is um <clears throat> I just I I can't wait for the full <laughs> kind of there's going to be a moment in the near future where people are like, "You know what? 
I'm shopping at fucking Kroger. I'm over this shit. Yeah. Like I'm done with fucking, I'm done with even Whole Foods. Erewhon, I'm done with Erewhon, I'm done with Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. I'm done with the fucking farmer's market, doggy daycare, fucking stroller mm-hmm. wars. I want to go to fucking Kroger and buy regular shit and it's probably just as good. 1000%. It's. I think we, I understand that buying something in a different way makes it feel different, but I think mm-hmm. the actuality is like, I guarantee you the produce at Kroger and the produce at Whole Foods is probably pretty similar. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Ralph's Fresh Fair by my house, the produce there compared to Whole Foods, 10x better. My hand to God, swear to God. But it is interesting because you have like the regular Publix Kroger, regular supermarket yeah. where it's middle of the road quality, middle of the road graphic design, all for the masses. Yeah. Then you have Erewhon Whole Foods where it's slightly more than middle of the road quality, but the design is super high and the yeah. price is super high. And then you have Trader Joe's where it's just the same shit. The gra- the graphic design is awful. It's so bad, but the price is so low that you almost enjoy how bad the graphic design is. It's I mean, the genius. Fa- yeah, the fact that the Trader Joe's tote is like a thing that people are proud to carry, mm. you know, because it's like ironically ugly and like it shows that you're, I don't know, you, you voted for fucking Bernie mm-hmm. and you drive a Prius that's like a little too old, I guess. <laughs> But I just don't. I I just think there's going to be a full circle moment where it's like, <laughs> oh no, I, what? Oh yeah, I shop at Publix. They got fucking oat milk too, loser. Like I don't need mm-hmm. to deal with this. I don't need to see fucking chicks in Astro World hoodies. I don't need to see Rolls Royces double parked. Like I can go into the grocery store, mm. park my car, and walk in like a normal person and see moms and get my job done and get out. There there is something to be said why I would never go into a regular supermarket and buy a three ninety nine container of Sabras hummus, but I will go into Trader Joe's and buy a one ninety nine thing of hummus that's probably worse. Yeah, definitely. Worse no, it's, label, it's, but it just feels better. It's the it's the I pa- love to be played with. It's the power of brands. I mean, we fall victim to it. I'll, I will continue to do it. As a person who doesn't cook, I don't care. Mm. I go to I go to Erwan for the smoothies. You know, mm-hmm. I don't go for the the produce. But I do think that <laughs> there is going to be a little bit of a rejection because it's getting extreme. It's getting too far. It's getting extreme. The same way natural wines over. It's it's the same the same way like uh, a toyota pickup truck from 2003 costs more than a brand new car exactly so much to consider well off we go to uh to our first london show right now our first london show we'll see you we'll give we'll be back uh on the weekend for a full full recap mm-hmm. um uh i'm gonna try to make sure that my questions don't offend alexa um mm-hmm. and i'm gonna see kind of i'm gonna ask some hard-hitting stuff oh thank god you know like how many barbers do you have? Barbore with a U. Yeah, of course with a U. Of course. Okay. Out of respect. Um, but yeah, thank you, London. Thank you to the Standard. Thank you to our friends at Matches. Uh, thank you to Purple. Um, we've had a great time so far, and we will see you. Thank see you, you to St. John's. Thank you to Braun. And we'll see you. We'll see you uh, Sunday as well at the Moth Club for all the real heads. Ta ta.